guys ready to get started? Um, we're holding, this is the second class in the uh, Breslov Book Club of Thornhill for the book, The Garden of Wisdom, which is the story by Rabbi Nachman called The Chacham and the Tam, the simpleton, the sophisticate and the simpleton. And um, telling you, we're going to get into some amazingly life-altering, life-guiding stuff in this in this book that is really really important awesome stuff um, and we're going to be following Rabbi Arush's book but a lot of our stuff is going to come from outside as well from other sources from Rav Nisan David Kivak and from, uh, from from other places as well but we're starting today chapter 2 in this book the chapters are very long and it's not going to be like last time one chapter a week we're going to go a little bit. I think chapter two will probably take us three three sessions, maybe four. So we're going to start, and we're going to go. You guys are going to help me to stay on track and, and keep uh, keep uh, keep focused. Um, just uh, for those of uh, oh, you got it, Laurie. Very good. For those of uh, for those of us who are who are new to the to the group or not, just let's remember we're going to save comments and questions till the end because this is recorded. And uh, we want to try to keep the flow. But at the end, we have a lot of time to, to bring out. It's meant to be a discussion when we get to the end of the shear. So we'll maybe do like, again, 45 minutes of, of shear. And then, and then we can hear all of the, all the wisdom, if you guys know what I mean, from, uh, from each of you. Everything that you have to add, add to, the, uh, to, to the group. Okay, so let's remember, last time was the introduction. And, and the very beginning of the book has these two characters, the Chacham and the Tam, the wise one and the simple one. And they grow up in the same place, in the exact same conditions, both born into wealthy houses, and life is good. And at that time is, is, is sort of the, the, the idyllic time, when they're both happy and they're both on the right track. And the main thing that we took out from last time is that Wisdom only works, wisdom is only good, if it is leading towards tamimus. We're going to be spending a lot of time defining what tamimus means. What we're calling over here, the tam, simplicity, tamimus. Um, we have to work on the definition, but you have to stick with it for that to come. We're going to see a lot of it today. But they have to go together. When those two things are together, when the tam, when the simple person realizes that he needs the Bar Havana, the person with wisdom and understanding, in order to help him along. And the Chacham realizes that he needs to be grounded with Tamimus. That's when things go well. That's when we live in a place called a bias, a house. It refer, it, 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 it's referring to something that's secure, a place where I feel comfortable and where I, where I feel secure and everything is, is going the way it's supposed to be. And I have Ashirus, I have wealth. It's a tremendously amazing existence when I have these two qualities. I have, I have wisdom that goes together with Tamimus. That's living the life of Ashiris, of Menucha, of Simcha, of happiness. So that's, the kind of, that's where we left off last time. That was the main, the, the, the main lesson from last time. So as we begin this week's portion over here, we're going, to, uh, we're going to start on page 57 of this book, and let's hear how, how it starts within, within the book. As time passed, 
the two above-mentioned householders began to lose their wealth. They sank farther and farther until they lost everything and became destitute and were left with nothing except their houses. And the sons began to grow up. So the fathers said to their sons, We do not have the capability to pay the expenses to support you. You will have to fend for yourselves. So Rav Arush, he, go, he has an interesting uh, take at the beginning over here, that, that, that being living a life of poverty has, has benefits. And I, I feel like the reason he's saying this over here is because it's kind of the, the focus of the, whole, of the whole concept over here. Is that whatever situation we find ourselves in, we have to, in that place, look for goodness, look for simcha, look for Hashem. So he says, someone who, who, who grows up poor, they, they, uh, they're less pampered. They, they don't have anyone to, they, have, they, they, they need to turn to Hashem because they don't have everything falling into their hands. And it, per- it teaches a person to be humble, he says to start off with. And so these wealthy boys start losing everything and they have to start from that place. So let's, let's dive into this a little bit. I thought about something amazing. Do you remember in The Lost Princess, in, in, the, um, in the, uh, the Story of Our Lives by, by Yaakov Klein, the whole concept of that entire book was that children have what, what Rabbi Klein called this existence of the vitality of youth. The vitality and the passion of youth. Do you remember this? And this is what, when we're searching for the lost princess, this is, in a certain way, what we're looking for. We're looking to try and regain the passion and vitality of our youth. The, the, the being able to walk around the world with wonder, wow, with, with, with excitement in, in, you know, in everyday things. This was really the whole, the whole kind of focus of that, of that entire book. I want to say that this story begins in the same way. And um, Rav Kivak says a, a, a beautiful point which is that we all start out simple. Right? The story begins where everything is amazing. And these two, these two boys are children and they live in their parents' houses with wealth and security and happiness. And as they get older, they start to lose that. Just like in The Lost Princess, we lose the vitality and the, and the inspiration and the passion here, he's pointing out another thing that we lose. One of the things that we lose is our, our ability to be simple. Right? And remember, we're going to say, simple doesn't mean chas v'shalom stupid. Definitely not. But every child, what happens when a child wakes up in the morning? Are they thinking, oh, what's going to be next month when I have to uh, balance my taxes? Or, or uh, you know, in, uh, in three years from now, I'm going to be in grade four. And... Uh, you know, I wonder if I'm going to have friends then. I wonder what the, what, how, where my grade levels are going to be at at that point. How's that going to be leading to my job? No, they're not thinking about anything like that. A child lives today. They wake up in the morning and they're excited. You know what they're excited for? Nothing. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever's going to be today. That's what they're excited for. The child is going to wake up and go through their day and whatever comes to them, they're going to approach with, with excitement and with newness. Right? This is what we lose. We don't focus on now with happiness and excitement. 
We don't wake up thinking, wow, what does Hashem have in store for me today? We don't think like that at all. What do we think? We think, oh my gosh, what do I have to do to, to, to not make today a failure? <laughs> what do I have to avoid today? What do I have to figure out today? It's all, it's all what's, what's going you know, to be with my, uh, I better do this and this and this today so that you know, I better start putting away and make sure that I have uh, X dollars put away every single month because I have to start thinking now about my retirement. I'm not saying that's a bad idea, right? But, but, but we don't have the other side of it, which is today. What's today? Imagine if we just woke up in the morning and we said, oh, Wow, Hashem, thank you. You just gave me back my life. Today's a new day. Let's see what's going to be. So we all start out simple. This is the first and, 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 and uh, an important guiding point for this book. Because the whole rest of the book is going to be talking about how does the Tom maintain his connection to that original house of, of wealth and security and happiness. He keeps it. He keeps that connection. And the Chacham is going to continue to stray further and farther away from spiritual wealth and security and happiness. That's going to be the whole entire story. So, where do we, what are the types of things that we can think about sometimes that can pull us down? So, so uh, he says over here like this, What can pull us down and start us thinking in the wrong way? When we start to think about how we're falling, how we're descending. Or, or you can have a person who, who really connects to learning Torah, but without avoidus Hashem. Only intellect, only, only knowledge, without connecting to Hashem. Or it could be a person who feels like, I already made it. I already got to the level I need to be at. I'm done. Right? I go, I go to shul on Shabbos and, and I, I keep kosher and I learn and I, I daven and I do and I give tzedakah to this place and this place. I'm done. I don't need to change anything. Right? So whether it's a person being depressed when they fall and they make mistakes or it's a person who, who serves Hashem with just robot-like, you know, rote behavior. Yeah, I just yeah, I go and do what I do, but I'm not thinking about Hashem. I'm just I'm I'm just doing my stuff. Or it's a person who says, I have my I have my I have my, my, my schedule in 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 spirituality and connection to God and I follow it, but that's it. No more than that. Right? So this is all this is this is all darchea chachma. This is all types of chachma, types of wisdom where I, I've decided, I've figured out that this is the way it's supposed to be. I'm using my brain in the wrong way. So this is all because I forgot about Tamimus. It's the shtus that I forgot about Tamimus. What does it mean to be, to be a, a, a tam, to be a person of Tamimus, of completeness, of uh, in in avoda? So like this, he says like this. How do we get here? All of these things happen because we forgot. We've, we, we, we've fallen into this shtus. Shtus means like silliness. That we've forgotten that Hashem created the world. And that Hashem runs the world. And it's Hashem's world. He runs everything. He puts us everywhere we need to be. Right? 
Why should a person be worried about worried? Focusing negatively with worry about a word, world that doesn't belong to him. Even if he goes through many years of this type of behavior, a person should be always prepared to return to Tamimus. Meaning, what's he saying over here? All of these things happen because we forget to say every single day, Hashem runs the world. We forget to wake up with that excitement of a child saying, what's Hashem going to give me today? What's going to be Hashem's job for me today? What's He going to put in front of me? And when those things come in front of us, we, we forget to say, oh, what's the tachlis? What's the purpose of this thing that Hashem put in front of me? Rather, we're worried about, oh, I'm not where I should be. That's the first one. I'm not where I should be. Or a person thinks, I'm intellectual. I've already, you know, I'm smart. I, I, I study. I don't need these, these, these other things. Right? Or a person thinks, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I am who I am. That's it. All of this is total... I, I've, I've wiped the concept that the world belongs to Hashem and Hashkacha Pratis out of my existence, out of my head. Right? I've lost that simplicity. So a person can always, no matter how, if we've gone through years of this type of behavior, if we've gone through a week of this behavior, whatever it is, we can always work to get back to it, back to that ashiras, back to that wealth, that spiritual wealth of living in that place. Oh, yeah. So they lived in this amazing place. So listen to this. Ella, Shakarkach, Yordu, Mata Mata. They started to descend. So they lost their money. In the, in the story, it says that they lost their money. The, the parents lost their money. And they started to, to go down and down and down until they had to kick the kids out and say, okay, we can't take care of you anymore. You've got you, you to take care of yourself. They started to go into this place of katnus hadas. Katnus hadas. Katnus means like, like, like smallness, constrictedness, lower level consciousness. And so when we start to experience this, this is what we call, he says, That's the place when we start to be tested. The, the Holy Svarim tell us that a tzaddik, someone who's really connected with Emuna. Where is there ever a test? <laughs> What's the test? Whatever happens, if, I'm, if my Emuna is very strong and, and right in my consciousness, it can't affect me, it can't hurt me. So the Tzadikim say that when Hashem wants to test a Jew, He begins, there's two, two ways that it's said, by taking away his Emuna or taking away his or her Das. That's where we find ourselves, right? When we find ourselves in a place of a test, in a place of difficulty, it's because we're standing there and we don't feel that it's clear that Hashem runs the world and, and whatever I'm facing right now, okay, Hashem gave it to me. I don't feel like that. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. I'm worried what's going to be. All these things are running through my mind and I don't see Hashem clearly in front of me. It's because I have, at that moment, my amuna is low and my das is low. So this is what's called being in a state of what's called moichin dekatnas. Important, uh, important terminology to, to, to know. Moichin dekatnas. One of the best translations for this is constricted consciousness. My consciousness, my, my whole mental state is constricted. When the opposite of this is when I have moichin dekatnas, expanded consciousness. I see everything 
from the Hashem perspective. I see everything way, way, way up there. I see Hashem here. I see Hashem there. I'm, I'm, I'm connected with Amuna and Das. But when I begin to fall, I start to enter into this concept of Moichin de Katnas, which is the place of a test. V'nafal, la'averos, v'nisrachik Hashem. And then you know what happens? I fall even farther. From that place, I, I find myself in the realm of Averis. When my, when my consciousness is constricted, and I don't feel it, that's the place where I start going off. And I start doing things that I shouldn't do. And you know what happens when I do that? It affects me even more negatively. It's like a, a type of vicious cycle. And I start going down even more. I feel distance from Hashem. And then the person wants to, wants to come back. But what happens with the Chacham? The Chacham is in the state of I don't know. The Chacham feels, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to use my Seichel to figure out how I'm going to get out of this and when I'm going to get out of this. I don't see what's happening. I don't get it. Why is this happening? What do I have to do to get out of it? And this can spiral and spiral and spiral till a person is just thinking about this in their mind and that's it. They're not looking for Hashem really. They're not, they're not, they're not trying to engage in, 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 in the avoid of the Tam, which we're going to get to in a second. It's just, I don't understand. I don't get the whole system that Hashem has put in place. I don't see what's my purpose and what's the purpose of all these things happening to me. And I don't know where it's going to lead and how I'm going to get out. And, and all of these chachmas are swimming around in my head. Right? Sound familiar, anybody? Anybody get this? This can be rabbit hole behavior where there's two rabbit holes that we're talking about. Some of you, we've talked about before, internet rabbit holes, right? Where you go into a certain subject and you start getting deep in and you get following down and down and get pulled into all these... Like, you want to scare yourself? You want to be pulled into negativity? You could pick a hundred things, and they're out there. It could be so many things, right? Political things, uh, you know, anti-Semitic things. You could, if you're, if you're not Jewish, you could look and find how the Jews are controlling the world and going to, you know, right? It's shtus. It's silliness. You could find how the, uh, and I'm telling you, there's hundreds of these things. And you can go down and down and down. And all these chachmas are going to be going on in your head. What's going to be? How am I going to live through this? How am I going to go? Where's, right? These have always been there. Or it can be personal rabbit holes. Where I just am thinking about me. And, and, and what's going to be with my life? And, and how am I going to build my relationships, mend my relationships? And what's going to be in, in five years from now? And in ten years from now? And in one year from now? Going and going and going and going. This is the... the, the, the uh, the affliction of the overthinker, right? And and this can have a person falling into paralysis by analysis, right? Or just like, ugh. so so. Well, one of the I have a lot of like uh, like sayings, quotes that that that, are, that that I think apply to, to a lot of the stuff. The first one we already said is we all start out simple, right? We all start out as a tom when we're little kids, and we're trying to get back to it. So the second one is that we have to declutter and uncomplicate our consciousness. Because our consciousness is our, our mental, emotional, psychological bearing. It's where I'm at, period, in my, in, in my inner self. And 
Kozman, as long as that inner consciousness is totally stuffed up with all of this stuff, I have no ability to have spiritual wealth, security, and happiness. I can't have it. I'm here, I'm there. It's all worry and all fear, and it's all built up into this cluttered ball of a mess of Mechindekatnis, constricted consciousness. So to expand my consciousness, I have to start to, to, to declutter and uncomplicate what's going on over there. Okay, you with me, guys? Yeah. Yeah? By the way, you gotta remember, remember, we're not one or the other, necessarily. We tend to lean towards one or the other of these two types of personalities, but we all have both of these within us. So even if you're saying to yourself, ah, I'm not that person. I'm not the one who gets all farmished and filled with, with crazy thoughts and, and overthinking, right? I'm the simple guy. I don't, I don't, no, 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 no. Sometimes you're like this also. Or, you're the, or the, you're the other way around and you're like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm usually like. Okay, don't worry. You're going to have to learn from the time also. <laughs> We're going to see. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's important. So the Tam, on the other hand, where does he fall? The Chacham falls into overcomplication, overanalysis, thinking, worrying, fearing, right? So the Tam has the opposite problem. The Tam is likely to fall into Tipshus. Tipshus means stupidity. But what does that mean? Or what does it mean in this realm? It means that the Tam is going to begin to, to, to see his simple avoida, his simple service of Hashem as being worthless. Who, I'm not going to amount to anything. I see people, there's people who are smart and they can learn and they can, you know, they know how to speak to people and they know how to make things happen. They can do all these things and I, I'm, I can't do anything. What do I do? I just, I go to pray to Hashem. You know, I, I, I try to be nice to people. I'm just a shoemaker. Who, uh, what I do is worthless. This is called tipshus. That's not tamimus. That's not simplicity. It's stupidity. This is the beginning of the difference between simplicity, tamimus, and stupidity. So he makes a break. He, make, he makes a distinction over here. That you have the Chacham is, is, is relating to, to a lot of our intellect and our Torah learning and those things that show chashivus, that show importance. And so he doesn't know how to get out of where he is. And the Tom thinks that it's all, she's got to figure it out. And it's all about what, what am I going to figure out? What am I going to do? And the Tam is more connected to action in, in, in a certain way. And, and, and the Tam runs, runs, the, runs the risk of being depressed at his low level and not seeing value in the simple actions that he does, which of course are crazy. We'll get to this later, but there's a, in one place Rabbi Nachman says, many people say this, by the way, but, but that, uh, that a Yid has to always know that that even if we make one small movement towards Kedusha, there's something, let's say that we have a temptation and we hold back, even for just a few minutes, that creates like fireworks in Shemaim. One little, you know, do we know the power of one little tefillah? One prayer. No such thing as one little tefillah, right? That one prayer is adding on to every single prayer. Remember, Moshe Rabbeinu prayed 515 times to get into Eretz Yisrael. And he, maybe he thought the first 515 didn't do anything. Mm -mm. Every single one was important, and one more would have brought those all together to be tremendously powerful. Every little thing a Jew does towards Kedusha 
is tremendously powerful. And we should never think, chas v'shalom, that a simple, a simple avoidah, right? I gave a dollar to tzedakah today. Eh, other people, they have foundations. <laughs> right, what am I? Who, who am I? I gave a dollar. Nuh-uh. That one giving of a dollar is, a, is, a, is, is fireworks in Shemayim. I can't learn like those guys. I can't, I can't sit and learn a whole Gemara and brisk and sit in yeshiva and learn one Amur Gemara for three months. I can't do it. My mind isn't there. You know what? So you learned a little bit of Gemara. Maybe you finished one page. Maybe you learned Chumash. It's, it's huge. Fireworks. Amazing. To not value that little bit, that little bit of learning, is the trap of the Tam. That's what the Tom has to watch out for. You guys with me? Yeah? So we all have this inside ourselves. We have both of them in different places. And we have to think about them. So let's see like this. So what does he start to think? So the Chacham, let's go back to the Chacham again. We're going back and forth. The Chacham, he starts to try and figure out Sandra you're going to love this one it's going to have your quote in, in, in this one I'm going to say a, f- a little bit of ideas over here and I want to wait and see if Sandra has the quote to title this section okay you ready I mean you, you might all have it but, uh, but I, know, I already know she knows this one so, so the Chacham can get into, this, in, into the following problem he can start to, to, to begin to figure out, to, to try to understand. That, which is not, he doesn't need to understand. He's going to start to try to understand that which he doesn't need to understand. Or that's which he, that which he has no business understanding. To run after money or honor. Whereas he should have said, right now, this is not for me. A person can sit and say, I, I, I don't have a lot of money right now. And, and I don't have a lot of kavod. And, and, and just be looking towards that and wondering, why, why don't I have it? What can I do to get it? What, what I, right? Just looking towards that and trying to get money and honor, working towards that. <laughs> but he does it. What does he not do? Shaya loyalis yashev shazeh loy bishvay loy achshav. That's not for me right now. Right now, that's not what I'm supposed to have. What am I dealing with in my life? I, I have problems with uh, any number of things that I think they should be different. I think something should be better than it is right now. Okay, we're not saying you can't think like that. But the Chacham gets in this trap of trying to understand why? Why is it like this? How do I, what, what, what can I do? What am I doing wrong? What do I have to, right? And living in this whole realm, as opposed to saying, okay, maybe I just have to experience this right now. Right? So what's the title of this one? Be in the moment is a good one. And? Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. I was, uh, I was with my son uh, two weeks ago in uh, New York City. It's my son's bar mitzvah soon, so we were going to buy him uh, some bar mitzvah stuff, and um, and so we're we're approaching to come into the Holland Tunnel, right to go under, and right up, I took a picture of it. I'll I'll try to post it afterwards. As you're entering the Holland Tunnel, there's a big sign that says "Stay in Lane." <laughs> I was like, there, there's a message, 
Right? Maybe right now I'm not supposed to be, I'm not supposed to own the biggest house. Right at this moment, I'm not supposed to drive the fanciest car. Right at this moment, I'm not supposed to be receiving awards and honors for whatever I do. Right? Maybe I'm the guy who has to sweep the floor in the shul and clean the toilets right now. Maybe that's my job right now. And that's, and, and that's what Hashem gave me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be uh, open with you guys about uh, a personal experience of this for myself. How, how I, I used to live in this way, in the way of the Tom. And I went through a period, something like six months to a year, where I was a little bit unhappy about it and started being like the Chacham. And then I went back to the Tom. And it's like this. So everybody knows that I have a shul over here in the house. And it's like a, it's a, now it's a big place, right? It's, a, it's like a regular shul. We can fit a good, uh, close to 100 people in here, right? And so, as you may imagine, when you have a shul in your house, there's a lot of work to do. And so, you know, who do you think goes to, to buy the food for Kiddush? It's me. And who do you think goes to get the supplies and has to make sure everything's there and has to get the cholent ready and get the kugel in the oven and, and get everything and make sure everything's clean and set up properly? Right? It comes down to me. I have to do it. So for a long time, I was like, okay, you know what? Um, it's a schus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm just going to do it. And, and it's, it's, it's my merit that I get to prepare a shul. I have to roll the Sefer Torah to place. I have to make sure the books are all where they're supposed to be, right? Okay, great. And so then, went through a time where, where you know, some people were like, listen, the rabbi shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> You've got enough to do already. You've got to prepare you know, what your, your sermons. You've got to prepare classes. You've got to counsel people. You've got to do this, you know. Let's, let's hire people to do this job. Or let's try and split up the work. Right? And so some people tried to help. But Lemaisa, when it comes down to it, I'm, I'm here. I live here. If I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And someone can say, I'll try to help. I'll try to do this. But then they're, oh, sorry, I forgot. I can't, or I can't, I'm away. I, I, it comes down to me. I have to do it. And I started listening to them and I started thinking this way myself. I'm like... Why can't someone else do this? Why do I have to do it? Right? And, and so it would bother me a little, started to bother me a little bit. And I'm thinking, you know, I hear this, I'm the rabbi of the shul. What, I, I should be the one who's spending my whole Friday cooking and, and buying cookies and putting it all in and sometimes sweeping and, 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 you know, literally cleaning up messes. Like, really? That's what I'm supposed to say? It doesn't say, I don't maybe, maybe they're right. <laughs> Right and and this going into this place of of chachma and, and and ego, I started to feel to feel upset about it. And uh, it was not nice. It wasn't a good way to exist, and and it causes you to think in negative ways. Until finally, I uh, I had a I had a you know a big change of heart, and it's as usual. It has a lot to do with the Torah of Rabbi Nachman, and and you know this story in particular. I said, you know what? What are you looking for? <laughs> What do you want? You know, it's, it's, it's not honorable to do this or you think you should be in a different type of situation? This is where you are right now. This is where you are. Take the opportunity to, 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 to do such a mitzvah, to buy all the food for all these people. Hundreds of people are going to eat food on Shabbos and, and you could set up, to put the chairs together for people to sit 
and daven together a whole minion and make all this stuff happen? It's a schus. Wow, just, just be happy about it. You know what other people have to do with their spare time? You know, you can, maybe Hashem will take away that and he'll, 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 he'll let me sit with the tests of, of, uh, of technology for hours and hours. Or he'll put me somewhere else with tremendous tests and difficulties. No, no, no. I'm going to be makabal ba'ahava, the simple mitzvahs of physically preparing for Shabbos, for the shul. This was something very important and big for me personally. I'll tell you, there's a Gemara in Masechus uh, Shabbos. I think it's Daf Kuf Yud Tes, if I remember correctly. And it goes through and talks about all of the avoidas that the Amoraim did to prepare for Shabbos. The Amoraim, for those of you who, who, who don't have it uh, clear, are the, the generation right after the rabbis of the Mishnah. In order to be an Amora, you had to know the whole entire system of Jewish law backwards and forwards by memory completely, right? There was, you know, the tail end of some types of prophecy was still around. Ruach Kodesh. These were the biggest of the big people. Tremendously big people. And, and the, this Gemara goes through and says, oh, this one, Erev Shabbos, he chopped wood. This one prepared fish. This one, you know, and, and all the work they did to prepare for Shabbos. So, so, so we're too good for this stuff? Right? It's a... I, I hate to, to, to go to gender role jobs, right? But, you know, sometimes, sometimes you hear that a wife is unhappy because... I just heard this recently somewhere. I can't remember where it was. That the husband isn't helping around the house. Right? And so what does the husband say? Why should I help around the house? I got to go out and work and make money. You could reverse the roles nowadays. Sometimes they're the exact opposite. But whatever. I'm sticking with the, with, with the old school version of it. I got to go out and work and make money all day. And I come back. And the house is a mess. And the kids are screaming. And, and, and then I got to go out and, and, and study Torah and, and, and pray. And then I'm, I shouldn't have to help around the house. You're here all day. You do the house. I make the money. You take care of the house. Oh, really? Mr. Chacham. That's how you think it should be? You think it's beneath you to help out Friday to get the house ready for Shabbos? It wasn't beneath the Amoraim of the Gemara to help getting ready the physical things for Shabbos. But you're too good for it? You're too great? Now that's the real Chacham. That's, that's, uh, that's the type of Chacham that we're talking about in this story. You hear? Yeah? You can transmit that, transform that into any situation in life. It'll make sense for, for all of us. Okay, so that's where he is. Va'olav ladas. Sh'lil is and achshav. Ech nirim hanitzoitzim. Oh my gosh, this is the one. Stay in your lane. Don't get, to, don't get outside of where you're supposed to be. It's on a person to know in this state not to be contemplating Ech nirim hanitzoitzim. Right? I think what he means there is that, is that what is the future outcome going to be? What are the what are the 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 nitzotzim are like the sparks of, of kedusha that that kabbalistically make everything up? I don't have to know the whole shishtalshlus of all of the alamas and what's happening in the spiritual realms right now with everything that I'm doing. Now is not the time for me to be contemplating or in the absolute light of the infinite Hashem on the highest levels and to see ruach hakodesh. What's going to be the future? What's really happening right now? That's not for me to know right now. 
רק לקיים רצון השם בתמימוס ובשמחה. You know what Hashem wants right now? That you should get ready for Shabbos. And, and if your wife needs help cleaning the floor, so get on your knees and clean the floor. If your husband needs help, because you're the wife that works, so do the same thing. I remember a famous story from the, the Stipler. Stipler Gaon was uh, actually Rav Chaim Kanievsky's father, and he was like the Gadol Hador for the Lithuanian Torah world long time ago, like a few generations ago. Not so many, but he, he was also known to be a pretty like stark kind of harsh person, right? And so the story goes that one time a, 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 a Koilal person, a, a man learning in Koilal, came, came to the stipler to ask for help with his wife. They're having marriage problems, right? Because he says, he says, listen, I, I'm a Talmud Chacham. I mean, I couldn't make this up. It's, it's, like, it's like the story that we're talking about here. I'm, I'm a Talmud Chacham. I learn Torah all day in Koilal. There's something called Kavod HaTorah. The honor of the Torah. You're supposed to treat a Torah scholar with honor, right? He says, I, 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 learn, I learn in Koilal all day long. I'm learning Torah. And in the nighttime too. And, and, and you know what? When we got married, this is what she wanted. We said, this is what's going to be. I'm going to go and I'm going to learn all the time in Koilal. And she's going to be home. And she's going to help to raise the family. And, and now I come home and the house is a mess. And she's still in her morning clothing, whatever it is. She doesn't, she's not prepared. She doesn't have her makeup on, if that's what she likes. And, uh, and the kids are screaming, and the dinner's not ready, or if it is ready, it's burned. And, and, like, and, and, and she, wants, she wants me to come home and, and help her here? Leave Kola and come home and help her? And so they said to the stipler, the stipler, the biggest, like, see his face. He looks, mamish like the most serious, intimidating person ever, right? And so, and so he said, like, you know, what should we do? And you know what he assumed the answer would be? So, so the stipler said to him, I'll tell you what to do. He said, Nemablezel, pick up a broom and help clean the house. That's what you should do. <laughs> right? This, I'm telling you, it's directly from the story over here. Exactly the type of thought. This is beneath me. And, and I, I'm, I'm a chacham, literally. And I should be doing, I should be working over here. I, how, could you, how could you ask me to do this? Come on. Simple things that Hashem wants you to do. Hashem wants you to make your wife happy. Hashem wants you to support your husband and make him happy. Hashem wants shalom bias. Hashem wants things that work together. And for everybody, and for the husband to learn Torah, for sure. But with, with, with seichel, and with, with tamimus and pshitas, the way that it makes sense. Oi, oi, oi. You with me, guys? <laughs> okay, let's go a little farther. The next thing the story says is like this. So, the, uh, the simple one went and learned a trade of shoemaking. And the clever one, who had a sharp mind, did not desire to engage in common handiwork like this. So, this is going to be some awesome stuff. So the simple one, he goes to learn shoemaking. The first thing that Rabbi Arush says, by the way, is he quotes from, from, uh, from Pirkei Avos, saying that, that why did he pick shoemaking? Because he learned a trade that was, this is on page 58, by the way, he learned a trade that was befitting to his aptitude. 
right? And Rav Aruch says that this this comes from the the Pirkei Avos in the Forty Eight Ways to Wisdom. One of them is to know one's place. In other words, he didn't say. He recognized who he was and what his abilities were, and he said, "I'm going to pick a, a trade that that, that that works for me. I'm not going to try to be. I'm not going to go to try and get my PhD, or even my master's, right? Or even my 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 uh, my bachelor of arts, the most useful degree in the world, right? <laughs> I'm not just going to go and and involve. I'm not going to try to be something I'm not. I have, I have a simple." But good mind. I'm not stupid, but I'm, I'm I'm simple. I can work with my hands. This is what I'm gonna do. That's that's exactly what he should do, and that's what he does. He realizes who he is, what his talents are, what his abilities are, and says, "This is what Hashem gave me. This is literally the tools that Hashem gave me in order to complete my purpose in the world." Beautiful Nesiva Shalom in Parshas Re'e, in uh, Sefer Sefer Dvarim. He says, and this pasuk, Behold, look, I put in front of you today a blessing and a curse. He brings this amazing idea from the Arizal over there. That, what, is it, what do you mean, look? He didn't say, just, he, just, he, just, he didn't actually put anything in front of them. He just said, I, I, Behold, or, or hey guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving you a choice. Blessing or curse? Life or death? What do you want? Right? But he says, Re'eh. So he says, the, you know what the bracha is? A person who wants to live with bracha, with blessing, is if they look at themselves and see what did Hashem give me. Everyone says the Arizal has a unique tikkun, rectification to make, and a unique yehud purpose in the world that only they can do, only they can fulfill. And Hashem put you in the world for the purpose of fulfilling your purpose. So how do you do it? Right? You have to look at yourself and say, okay, Hashem put me here and He, he wants me to, to do what I'm supposed to do and fulfill my purpose. So He gave me the tools to do it. What are my tools? My tools are my talents. You know, what did He, what did he make me good at? I'm going to use those and try to do good things with them. Right? What did He give me that are challenges? To help to steer me in the right place and away from the wrong place. Right? What are the people He put me together with? I always love to say this. Because you find yourself... Right? Isn't that amazing? Totally unbelievable. The people that you find yourself with. I love thinking about it with classes like this that we're doing right now. Just look at every individual here right now and think of how insane it is that somehow we all manage to come together to to, to learn very, very deep things and to do good things together and to daven together in shul, to do like all these amazing things together. Like where were we 40 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, how did we all come here? Hashem put us here together because together there's something that we're supposed to do. Right? That's why we know each other. That's why we're together. And you have talents that I don't have. And I have talents that you don't have. And when, we, when everyone comes together, we're able to, we can, we can find our purpose. Right? Why am I saying this? I know I'm getting a, a little bit off, of, uh, off track here. But the Tom does this. He looks at himself and says, okay, Hashem put me here for a purpose. I have this talent and this talent and this limitation. So I'm going to start serving Hashem right now with, with these talents, right? Or, you know, uh, one of the places that I work, you know, I have, a, I have a, a wine company. And one of my business partners in the wine company has another company 
that has to do with automobiles, cars, but very, very fancy cars. So I walk into this person's office and there's like three Rolls Royces and two Maybachs and like these crazy cars. I don't know, these cars cost like $600,000 each, something like this. I don't know, a ton of million dollars. And like, I'm not a car guy, so usually I'm okay. But when I see like a couple of Rolls Royces lined up together, it, it like it, I'm like, whoa, those are fancy, nice cars. That's wow, right? But who, uh, stop for a second. Who are you? Even if, even if someone dropped $600,000 in front of you right now, you wouldn't buy a Rolls Royce. <laughs> That's not right for you. It's not the right thing. Don't, we, we can be pulled after, you know, things. I, I know that's not who I'm supposed to be. But sometimes we get pulled and we feel like, oh, but I should be like that. You know, all my friends are, are involved in like investments and, and this and then people have these kind of jobs and hedge funds. I literally don't know what a hedge fund is and I hear it all the time. It sounds really important and it sounds fantastic, but, but right? The, everyone's doing this and everyone's doing this. Oh, did you invest in this? Did you do a cryptocurrency and right? I, I don't know, right? And we get pulled. I want to be, should I be like everyone else? What should I, <laughs> you know? As opposed to saying, this is who I am. These are my talents. This is, what, this is what I need to do right now for me, right? He says one line here that is going to be very powerful as we go on. This person is chasing after all these things and, and, and chasing after what he thinks is going, to be, is going to be tranquility and happiness. And he's really just chasing after himself, like in a war, like, like, in a, like a, you know? He's being chased. But it's himself doing the chasing. Yeah. Okay, so this is what the Tam does. And so it becomes a, he becomes a shoemaker. So what's the whole Indian of, 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 of the shoemaker? So a few things. The Rabbi Nachman is telling us in the details of this story, as we're seeing, very, very, very deep things. And each one of the aspects of the story means something deep and also means something tremendously deep in Kabbalah as well. All these stories are intertwined with, 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 with very deep Kabbalah. But a few ideas about, um, about, about the shoemaker. What do we see? Indian Haratzanus, he malacha bli tachlis atidi. It doesn't have a, a, a sort of like a future end game purpose. I'm not working now for something that's going to be a lot later. Ein shaychis one, one shoe has nothing to do with the other one. It needs, it's a new avoida. Every single shoe that I make, it's a new, it's, 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 it's a new work. So, it's, so this, is the, the, this, this work of being a, a shoemaker, a shuster in, in, in Yiddish, right, is, 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 a very, is very shaykh to the tam. It's very simple. It's just whatever I'm supposed to be doing right now, I'm doing. So today I'm making a pair of, I'm making a right shoe. Tomorrow I'm going to finish the left one. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make another right one and another left one. And I'm going to every day be doing the work that, I, that I'm supposed to be doing for today. That's it. Right? He's always going back to the wealth of his father's house. Lachzor. He's always heading back to the sweetness that he remembers from his childhood in the house of his father, where he lived with wealth and security and happiness. Right? It's that simplicity 
of a child. You can't do this if 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 your your all your work is 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 not tied to right now. I'm not saying everyone has to be a shoemaker and everyone has to have a job that is just you know assembly line type of jobs. But the job that Rabbi Nachman is telling us about here is teaching us something in Ruchnius, a spiritual lesson. And this is it, to focus on now. What's my job, my whole life should be just, just right now. Not what's going to be tomorrow, not what was in the past. This is, this is the last one that Sandra said, right? Is to be in the present moment. What's going on now? So, I squared something off here. Let's see what it says. This is... Uh, yeah, okay. So I have another quote coming up. Mm-hmm. This is a big one. The beginning of someone's avoida to enter the realm of Timimus has to be that I have to start my avoida now, not tomorrow. It's now. Every beginning is that I take one step moving in the right direction. If I want to, I assume, if we're all reading this story, we all recognize that we have a problem <laughs> and that life is not as good as it should be. Our connection to Hashem is not as good as it should be. Our connection to our family is not where it should be. Right? We are not living Tamimus. Tamimus is, is a happy place. To spiritually special and secure, tranquil place, and and if we don't feel that, we're, we're we're trying to figure it out, and so there's a journey for us to get on, and there's tools for us to employ, and the first thing is is, is to know. Could be the the best, most important lesson of all, is that it has to start right now. I don't even not a minute from now. It has to start right now. Miad. Every journey, every step, if I'm going to make it to the end of the race, you know, you know where it begins? With one step. I have to take the first step. I have to go. And so this is why, on a deeper level also, why the Tam takes up this, this work of being a shoemaker. The whole, the whole idea of, of having, you know, sensible shoes, right? The right type of footwear. Now I, have, I, I, I can move one foot in front of the other. I'm going to make one pair of shoes, one shoe today, one shoe tomorrow, one shoe the next day, one shoe the next day. I'm going to go on my journey. I'm going to do, I'm going to start right now. So the, the, uh, the, uh, the quote that I have for this one, which I think we have to plaster everywhere. Okay, someone has to take on the job to like make stickers, make like, get this flowing out, out there. It's just do something good right now. That's it. Do something good right now. You're gonna go home, and you're gonna, we're gonna find ourselves at those times when we, when, when uh, am I gonna start going down rabbit holes? Am I gonna start getting into my own head too much, moving and thinking about things that I, I shouldn't be thinking about, that are not helpful at all, right? You know what? Let me remember this. Do something good right now. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm, just, I'm gonna read something inspirational. Maybe study some Torah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call my mother. My mother. She, every mother loves to hear from their child, right? I'm going to call my mother and just, and just say hi. How are you doing? You know? You know, this is another one that I love. 
do you know uh, do you know some people who are having a really hard time and who are like alone and in pain call them up what am I right now right or fine you could uh, turn on the TV get scrolling on the phone and just say goodbye to hours and hours and hours and get all kinds of crazy stuff in your head start thinking about all the things you could be and that you're not and jealousy and what else you see in the world and all of the terrible things and they're shooting down all these things over all our skies you know are, are, is China trying to invade is it, is it aliens what's no don't go forget it forget it do something good right now this I think is an anthem that we have to we, we have to make as our, as our uh, rallying cry like big time so this is where he's at where are we holding here Okay, we're almost out of time. <coughs> so this is what this is the work of the Tom. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to think about the future. You know, if you have a complicated business, you have to always be thinking, uh, "What's my future sales going to be? How am I going to break into this market?" Um, I have to get production going, so I need this machine and this thing, and I have to get these raw materials, and I have to organize the labor force, and this all—it's all a big thing. The most he has to think about is: Do I have a meter of leather to make my shoes today? That's it. Once again, we're not saying everyone has to be a shoemaker, but spiritually, we should be shoemakers. One shoe after the another, after another. So he says a statement like this. I think I'm understanding this right. This is from Rav Kivak also. Since his father told him back in the back in in, in his beginnings of, of his simple beginnings, always to have tmimus, straight upright tmimus. He says like this. Now, I, I think there's something very deep here. It's usr, it's forbidden, said his father to him. To, to do today work in order to prepare for the future. It's usher to, to devote today to the future and in the meantime, build up debt in order to get to that place in the future. Rather, I should work today to eat today and say that afterwards Hashem's going to help. Once again, I'm not saying don't have a job or a business where you <laughs> plan for future sales, of course. But take the lesson, right? And, 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 and bring it into our lives in a spiritual sense It'll help us in business also. But he says something very that struck me very strongly. That when we do that, we have to take on debt. Right? If you want to build something for, for future that's going to be profitable in the future, so you know sometimes they say it takes three years for a business to be profitable. So you've got to get a lot, of, a lot of capital loans and everything for those first three years, and it's difficult. And you have to take on it. And everybody knows, anyone who's ever had debt knows that having a debt load is carrying a burden. It's hard. It weighs on the heart, right? That's, that's in business. So the same thing happens. It's, it's so clear to me. When we do this in our own 
consciousness regarding our lives in general. When we think, we're always thinking about how do I get to that future point? I, 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 I'm not happy where I am. I want to be the guy with the Rolls Royce. Or I want to be, even if it's something good, I want to be, but I, I don't want to be here. I want to be there. And in the meantime, this is going to be one of the main aspects of the Chacham in a really serious way. In the meantime, I have nothing. And, and I have stress. And I have worry because I'm not there. I'm not where I want to be. Right? It's, like, it's as if I have a whole debt load on my shoulders all the time. Because all I see is that I don't have what I want. I don't have that thing that I want in the future. Once again, it could be a good thing. But if I'm only just thinking that, that, that that's, I want to be in that future place, and I, I, I'm, I have nothing now, this is going to be one of the most important things of the, of the Chacham. Um, let me just see if we can finish with this, because it's a, it's a super important point. Yeah, one second. Yeah, let's go like this. Okay, I have a few, a few lines in a, in, in a row from him over here. It says like this. The beginning of working towards Tamimus is to say that right now, my, my, the whole purpose of what I'm supposed to be thinking, what I'm supposed to be doing, is to be Bishlemus now. To be complete. To be okay and happy with where I am right now. What, what I'm doing right now. This is the whole tachlis, the purpose of the, 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 the end point of the avoidah. To live with, with, with shleimus and tamimus within the ora behema, the skin of the animal. Meaning, wherever I find myself right now, whatever my situation is, now I have to have shleimus. Not to pay attention to this, that the orha elyon, the lofty spiritual light is hidden from me right now. I want to have that spiritual clarity. I want to have that 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 ecstatic um, enlightenment connection to to the oneness of the universe, right? No, that's not for me right now. I'm not in that space right now. Let's let's gladden ourselves and be happy with tamimus. You know what? I could keep Shabbos today. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a good Shabbos this week. That's how we be a whole a whole Jew a complete Jew. Klipas Amalek, shehu bar Havana, So the klipa of Amalek, another aspect of it. Shaladaitoi hataklasu sheyischachmu lahavin eich hamuskal vhamaskil yizachtu. The, the, the Amalek wants us to think that there's some type of incredible spiritual existence where I become one with the, with the mind of Hashem. But until I get to that level, the person lives with worry and lack all of his life. So the work of the Tam is to do something good right now. The work of the Chacham, which we're going we're gonna to continue next week because we have to stop now. <laughs> but... The Chacham says like this. We'll finish with this. The Chacham says, I'm looking for something. 
and and this is what I need to find. I need enlightenment, or I need to have a very high level job. Nothing that not this work that's beneath me. The Chacham thinks that simple Judaism is beneath him. What do I mean by that? The mitzvah to just to be besimcha. What? What? I'm a Chacham. I don't I don't do this Breslov stuff. Just to be besimcha. That's not for me. Or just to to to, to say a, a a nice tefillah. No 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 no. I, I like to learn. I, I should be a I should be a chacham. I should be a wise person, not the stuff that's beneath me. And in the meantime, the chacham is longing for 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 enlightenment, for wisdom, for for honor, for 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 that high level job, for that high level car, for for this this once again it could be something good, for for a sweet wonderful relationship with my children, or a wonderful relationship with my parents. Or, or, you know, a house full of shalom bayis. All good things to long for, some of them. <laughs> right? But in the meantime, until the person gets to that, they only feel what they're lacking. It's living with, with a, 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 a ra'ayin, Rabbi Nachman calls it. I have an evil eye, meaning I'm always, all I'm seeing is what's missing. The chacham always only sees what's missing, what's wrong and what's lacking. And so in that meantime, until he gets to that, right, he lives a terrible life of worry and fear and unhappiness because he thinks the simple things are beneath me. That's not for me right now. And the, the worst part is, is that going in this way, it's only going to take him farther away and he or she will never achieve it. Unless we start moving towards Tamimus and Peshitus, that's the key. See, he, he says that when we begin on the path of Tamimus and Peshitas, so we'll begin to, to grow closer to Hashem and, and we'll begin to bring all this bracha into our lives and we'll see in the end, in the end of the story, the Tam actually becomes a, a ruler of a city. He becomes very wise. He, he really, he, he grows up in this way. He says, if you start with Tamimus and we work in this way, then we'll get to the point where Tamimus and Chachma are back together, loving each other, serving each other in the proper way. When Chachma is only there to bring me to Tamimus. Right? So the Chachm will never get there. We'll never get there. And he'll always feel like he's, like he's lacking. So to us, uh, think about this. Everybody in your own life, there's something that, you really, you, you, that, you, that you're really always looking for. Maybe a few things that you really want. And one, like I said, it could be good things. The derech to get those things is just to right now be a person of Tamimus. What does that mean? We're, we're going to continue to learn. It means a lot. But, but for now, it means do something good right now. Do something good right now. Be happy that Hashem put me here and made me the person that I am. I'm going to look at what I have now, what Hashem gave me, and say, this is what Hashem put me here for. This is my purpose. Oh, there's some place that I want to be? Okay. Maybe I'll get there one day. But today, Hashem gave me, you know, the, this, this talent and that talent. And, and so today I'm going to start. And when I do something good right now, using my own abilities and talents, I'm taking that first step. And that step is just on my journey to, 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 to Gan Eden, really. And every step is important. And always making a step 
is important. Every day, every moment, I'm making a step. That's why his job was a shoemaker. So each of us can think of this on, in, 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 our, in our own way, and uh, Mirza Hashem will continue on next week. But in the meantime, 